This is Channel Q. Hey, and how you doing? It's the all-new Channel Q. Allie right there. Uh, Allie lesbian. Kevin right here. Straight man. Or also lesbian trapped in a male body. Not exactly sure how I choose to identify yet today. Oh, that'd be nice if you changed your identity to that. Maybe we do that. And then, actually, we could have gone with that name, uh, Dykes Behind Mikes. Yes, that would Dykes have made with sense. Mikes. It's too bad, though, because we've already uh, we've already picked a name. So today, we will be debuting officially what is the new name of the show, and we're super thrilled, and thank you for all the suggestions and interactiveness, interactivity, and not exactly sure what the right word to use, but we always appreciate your input uh, and your inputs as well. So That's thank you so gross. much for joining us here. On, is that why these uh, new pop filters are on these microphones? Wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be an episode of Lab our show cards. if one of us did not say gross within the first one minute of talking. <laughs> Clearly, we've done our job here. Uh, you're in a totally interactive, totally inclusive environment here on the all-new Channel Q. Welcome to all of our new cities, returning cities, etc. Uh, it is great. Uh, I believe today we debut in London, England. So welcome. What? Brit- no, that's not true. I made that part. Well, hello. No, no, no. Oh, God. I'm so sorry I even brought that up. I take it Up back in the morning. Immediately. Uh, you can interact with us lots of ways. Phone number for the station is 833-77-CALL-Q. You will need that number if you'd like to participate in the Gay MA coming up a little bit later this hour. Also, if you want to join us on anything going on in... Uh, in our discussions, including News It or Lose It, which is happening a little bit later today as well, and um, some uh, tips to keep your relationship successful, strong, and etc. We will uh, get into all of that coming up a little bit later. Should we start with the official show name, or should we save that? What do no, you think? I don't want. I don't think we should save it any longer. I'm all sure right. everyone is on the edge of their seats. No one seems to really care. In fact, one of the nicest slash meanest messages I think that I read was, I don't care what you call yourself as long as it's uh, Kevin and Allie, I'm happy. And I think they meant as long as the two of us are together talking, they are satisfied. But it also, you know, they also claimed that they didn't care and they didn't want us spending any more time talking about what the name would be. They just no. wanted us to do the show. So, uh, listen, we put it up to a vote. We got a lot of suggestions. There were some great suggestions. There were some bad suggestions. I'm shocked that Clam Chatter did not become the name of the show. Or the Carpet Lunchers. Also uh, a name that I thought we were going to go with. But based on uh, some of our history, we have officially decided that from this point forward, the show you are listening to each and every day at this exact time on Channel Q will be called Drop the subject. Ah, yes. Many it, of the things we talk about on this show are subjects that people would like us to drop. We also like to uh, poke and prod each other about things that we probably don't want to talk about. So it's relevant, but also a nice little reference to uh, some of our show's history in, fact, in San here's, Francisco. Here's a song, um, actually could be a song you would hear on this radio station. This is a song from a show Allie and I used to do together. It's the inspiration for the name least got us thinking this would be a decent name and uh, lo and behold it was not taken yet so uh, we are the, officially the only drop the subject which is what you'll need if you want to find our podcast moving forward or if you want to listen to us uh, doing the show live on channel q uh, you're looking for drop the subject if you have a complaint letter to send to the station you can just go ahead and auto fill your uh, subject line drop the subject complaint right now yeah. or you can just, just still do no things considered maybe yeah, if you'd like to complain <laughs> do it by our old show name please yeah. uh, anyway here's a here's a little bit of a throwback but also a song that i think would fit in very well with the music that's being played on the station. How am I going to get it through your goddamn thick skull? Thick skull. Goddamn thick skull. Are you, are you afraid? It doesn't sound like it. Are you, are you afraid? It doesn't sound like it. Are you, are you afraid? It doesn't sound like it. Are you, are you afraid? It doesn't sound like it. Not one bit. Drop the subject! Stop that for now. Drop! <laughs> Drop! Drop the subject! So there you go. From now on, if you forget the name of the show, just think of that catchy little song, mm. Drop the Subject, and uh, that it's is someone the someone we, we know very well having one of the biggest tantrums of his life, and yeah. we will never forget it. And we will uh, live on in the form of Drop the Subject here on Channel Q. It's very exciting. Let me ask you, Allie, uh, as someone who has quit smoking. Uh-huh. You did quit, right? I Yes. Um, any recommendations for me as a parent of someone who to take has, up smoking? Well, I'm trying. I'm trying do. to uh, get my kid to start smoking, <laughs> and I know that uh, parents frown on me for this, but let me explain. I think we're already living up to our show's name. I'm going to finance her college through Marlboro Miles. That's no. Um, I um, 
It does still exist, Marlboro. I don't think so. Uh, unfortunately, that currency was pretty strong for some time. I think it was stronger than Canada for a while. <laughs> and now the black t- carpet for we, any of our Marlboro. We, we took um, we took the pacifier away. Oh. And as a woman who sucks on nipples for fun. <laughs> As opposed to uh, a baby that sucks on nipples and then fake nipples so they can soothe themselves, I figured you would be the right person to ask. Um, it has been a turbulent 24 hours, to say the least. Because you're giving it up pretty. You're making her give it up pretty early. What is she two? Uh, two and a half. Yeah, I mean that's wh- the time. I don't want. I don't want to have. I don't want to have some kid running around at the age of seven still trying to suck nipples okay well my wife still sucks her thumb and she's 31 years old does she really yeah she sucks her thumb on the regular she sucks her thumb at night yeah come on yeah and then she has a certain pillowcase that she uses that she uh like uses like she flip flicks it in her fingers well, like not, a fabric kind of a thing so not, she does that and sucks her thumb not to turn this around on you but you're also a woman in her 30s that still sleeps with a blankie that yes. you've had since you were like four. Yeah, so, so I, I am of the mindset that you don't need to give these things up because I don't see anything wrong with having something that comforts you. Why would you take that away from especially a child who's two and a half years old well, and doesn't have a lot of security in the world and she's just figuring out life? Now you take away the one thing that's actually bringing her joy in her life? I mean, if Marie Kondo was going to show that pacifier to your daughter, she would say, ching, Save it. That brings me joy. Well, let me start by saying you're an idiot, and let me follow that up by saying... You rest your case. <laughs> meeting adjourned. Now, I will follow that up by saying, if I don't take this thing away now, and you say, let her have it, it brings her comfort, let's just fast forward a few years. She goes in for a job interview. She gets a little nervous, pulls out a pacifier out of her pocket, and starts <laughs> sucking on it. You think she's getting hired for that job, or do they're going to go for one of the other people that are applying that do not have a pacifier in their mouth? Well, I will say I do think that Katie has done it in her office while by herself. Before. Sucked her thumb by herself. Yes. Like if she had a stressful day. Yeah. She was like hides in the corner. It's like I'm taking. Sucks her thumb. She goes downstairs. I'm taking. A, I'm taking a thumb break. But she knows break. not to do it in front of people. Yeah, but if someone See, my- if someone saw her, if someone walked in on her <laughs> sucking her thumb at her desk, and she works in mental health, yeah, they'd be like, "How did the patient get into the uh, cubicle? What's going on here?" But. I think that for somebody that young, she can't understand be something being taken away and ripped from her grip like that, especially something that means that much to her. I think my sister, my little sister, she was a huge fan of the binky or the pacifier, and she had to, uh, there was a big ceremony about giving it away. She had to go out on the driveway and give it and hand it to the garbage man. The garbage man? Yeah, she had to give it to the garbage man. <laughs> that is the saddest ceremony. And she was screaming and crying <laughs> that is, to the garbage ah, man. Well, it's clearly we know what she replaced that sucking fetish with. <laughs> she had a lot of boyfriends in, in, as of late. Uh, but but I, I think that it, it, like they had, my mom prepped her for it. Like, okay, at what age? You're though? gonna be. I, I think I want to say she was probably five. Or... Five. She sucked on the thing till she was five, and then your mom made her uh, go and walk down the the the, the green mile to the. <laughs> End of the driveway and hand it to the garbage man? I think that my mom Who, by did... the way, was just like, hurry up with this. I got 47,000 pounds of garbage to collect today. I don't need... There's a dead goat in this person's trash. Yeah. I mean, I got a hard day ahead of me. You know, this person's clearly putting their trash in the recycling. I mean, come on. It's not enough time for this binky celebration. I think that my mom tried to make her give it away earlier, but she freaked out so much yeah. that they gave it back to her. So and then eventually it was like, okay, this is happening now. It was like, um, you have one month left, two weeks left, whatever. And so, so th- she had prepared. That's prepare. where we're at now, I'm saying, because we, we, we've we dealt you with took the, it away. the freaking out is going on. And I'm going, I wonder how Allie handles it because she likes to suck on nipples and she had to give up smoking. And, and, and even though you're an adult and you should have a a bit of a better grasp on the world than a two and a half year old. Let me just ask you, when you gave up smoking, did you go cold turkey or um, did you have to give them to the garbage man at the end of the driveway? I gave my my Marvo 27s to the garbage man. He's like, great, it's my brand. Cool, right on. Uh, No, I didn't do it cold turkey. I tapered and then I also started vaping. So I would suggest she starts vaping. Uh, it's great advice. <laughs> I, I have been putting the uh, nicotine patch on her, uh, which is not helping with the uh, pacifier thing at all. But boy, she is wired. Maybe that's part of the reason she's screaming so much. Also, the other thing that a lot of people say when you quit smoking is to uh, pick up another hobby or something that's going to distract you when you want a cigarette. So for her, uh, she could just do 20 sit-ups every time she wants her binky. 
It's a good idea. Or some push-ups or something. Call, or she needs to get into like a spin fat? class. I feel like you're body shaming my baby. No, I sounds, think. Sounds I like mean, unless doing. she wants to take up like puzzling or something or reading or something that's going to really distract her. She needs to get some something to distract her, whether well, it's working out or reading or whatever. My, my wife thinks I'm a horrible parent, which is not far from the truth. But I said to her, we just got to put something else in there for her to suck on. And so I started walking into her room with a baby carrot. And my wife said, what are you doing? What the hell? And I said, ah, oh, this is good because it's healthy, but also... What? And, and she's like, she's going to choke on that in the middle of the night. And I go, all right, well, you know, we'll figure it out, I guess. So you need a larger carrot. Yeah, what you're telling a larger me. carrot. So anyway, we've... Uh, we've so wait, so you're not going to... So whose idea was this? Both of yours or you decided she needed to be not using the pacifier? My, my wife, who does all the actual parenting, said that she read somewhere or talked to people and if you don't do it now then they end up, it just becomes more and more they're difficult they're sucking their thumb in their office as uh, an adult yeah it's exactly like your like your wife is doing now you, it's fine you're going to sit here on the radio and say that there's nothing wrong with your 31 year old wife sitting in her office sucking her thumb i don't and think I'm there's anything gonna, wrong with it but there but you you there is no there, one's seeing her do that if a surveillance video comes out and gets out in the office and they're like, we were looking at some surveillance footage because someone's been stealing post-it notes and uh, here's a montage of you sitting at your desk sucking your thumb for 45 minutes. You don't think that would be embarrassing to her? And I would argue a fireable offense. You know what? To the contrary, she said in her uh, dating profile that she, it was like, you know, what's a weird fact about you? And she said, I still suck my thumb. That drew me to her like nothing else. Yeah, but that was on her hetero dating profile because she knew guys would be into that sort of thing. Like, oh yeah, all right. She likes thumbs. She's going to love something smaller. <laughs> uh, baby carrots. Huh? We are Channel Q. Not only is it the new Channel Q, but it is a uh, new day for a show with a brand new name. And that name, of course, is... Drop the subject! Hold on, it's my turn to say it. Don't cut me off. <laughs> anyway, that just gave it away. It's Drop the Subject. That's what we're calling the show. Moving forward, if you need anything about the show, including our socials, DTS, Drop the Subject, is what it stands for. Many subjects will be covered on this show each and every day in a variety of different ways. And oftentimes, we'll be dropping knowledge, dropping a few jokes, uh, and then uh, potentially even drop kicking each other when things get physical. Oh, yeah. That's so, a good game. Drop the Subject is the show you're listening to right now on the all-new Channel Q. And thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. Kevin here, Ali there. Phone number 833-77-CALL-Q. For all of you who voted... Hundreds of you gave us your opinions. Uh, hopefully, you're okay with the new name of the show. But uh, if you don't like it, fear not. I'm sure we'll be fired soon enough, and we'll uh, start somewhere else with a brand new name. Yeah. Drop the show. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> that is actually a much more fitting name. Drop the show. That's a great idea. Uh, we've heard Get that them out of here. many times. Uh, so uh, we're used to it, but we Drop. cannot... <laughs> Cannot thank you enough for uh, sticking with us and for all of you new people that are discovering us for the very first time. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for loaning us your ear holes for just a few hours each and every day. Uh, let's get to it coming up a little bit later. The uh, Gay MA, talk about some tips that could keep your relationship better, stronger, healthier, last longer if you're into that sort of thing, or just do the opposite of what we say and uh, your relationship can end immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh there's something else happening, Kevin. I don't know if it's necessarily between couples, but it's happening between men and women. And I want to know if you agree with this, especially because uh, you have taken many trips to the hospital as of late, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No shortage of there trips is, there. Yeah. There's this new stat that says that women call ambulances for the men in their lives, like their husbands, fathers, brothers, sons, etc., but they fail to call ambulances for themselves. And I don't know if that's because men are babies. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know I know your wife, we just got through talking about how your wife still sucks her thumb at the age of 31. Yes. So I would argue that she's the baby here. But I think that in general, women are tougher. I mean, Yeah, it, like could... we, we deal with pain every month. And nobody, we, nobody bats an eyelash about it. We don't ever talk about it. We have a higher threshold for pain than men do and also well like for example when you're sick i hear nothing but complaints about it all the time so i would just call you an ambulance to be like just go to the hospital <laughs> just go just get out of oh, here Oh, that's why women are more likely to call ambulance they don't want to deal with it themselves yes you're so it's annoying. just like i don't want to keep coddling you so okay? if a, if there's a health emergency uh and, and let's just say boyfriend girlfriend husband wife whatever woman would be more likely to call the ambulance for her partner 
But if she was going through the exact same thing... Yeah, like, my leg got cut off. No, be I like, better get an Uber. I'll just get a sewing kit and figure it out, right? <laughs> I, I gotta put my skills to use, right? <laughs> I just sewed my uh, half a leg of sweater. Look at this. <laughs> well, I think that also, why, if I'm only making 70 cents on the dollar, I want to save that money. I don't have ambulance money. Well, here's my question, though. If, based on this statistic that you bring to us, if you and your wife... No one's calling an ambulance. We need to find a man to do it. But it's not that a woman wouldn't call an ambulance for another woman. It's that a woman would be less likely to call an ambulance for herself. Now, did they look at it and see if a man would be less likely to call an ambulance for himself as well? Because it just seems to me like if you're in a situation where you've got someone else's, let's say, life in your hands, or you're not sure, you don't know what it could be, could be anything, and you go, ah, it's probably nothing, but then it turned out to be a thing, and you're like, I could have just called the ambulance. Like, that's the risk you run, because you know it's going to be super expensive. You call an ambulance, mm. it's super expensive. That's the first thing I think of. Ambulance the, equals expensive. You think expensive. You don't think, like, it's going to be a big scene. Like, you don't you don't feel guilt. You don't have a part of you that feels guilty. Like, what if I bring them all the way out here, and they're like, oh. Oh, it, no, my leg didn't get cut off. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not, that's not your leg. You just, it's a false alarm. You just dropped a piece of gum from your pocket. <laughs> like something very, uh, they go, oh, it's it's nothing. Like, or maybe you're one of these people that like smoked weed and you got higher than you thought you were going to get. You know, they thought you were having a heart attack, so you called the ambulance. Right, like, no, and then when they get there, you're like, you're, never mind, I just had pizza, I feel better. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just really high, and then you feel bad. You don't feel guilty that you wasted people's time and potentially took them away from a... Because that's my thought always. Whenever I think about calling an ambulance, or I always think... You think pro- about the embarrassment of it? I always think there's probably a bigger emergency happening right now, and I yeah, wouldn't want to Yeah, but they got bug- more than one ambulance. Do they, though? <laughs> I think they have a few. I thought there was one. Well, like the two times that I've ever been in an ambulance, the first one was when I uh, broke my shoulder. So, okay, I did not want to wait and call a, a taxi or an Uber or whatever. So I, they, and plus, How'd you break your shoulder? Uh, I got in a bicycle accident. I went over a speed bump on a bicycle. Most lesbian way to break a shoulder. (laughs) Actually, I was riding my bike to the parade because Prop 8 had just been overturned and we were allowed to get married in California. So I was on my way to a gay celebration on a bicycle bicycle in flip-flops and I flipped over the bike and landed on my shoulder. Maybe the gayest sentence ever uttered in the history of the station, which is an honor. (laughs) Write that down. Thank you. This day in history. We should write it down on this whiteboard. It's (laughs) back. It's not being used for anything else. Might as well. (laughs) So... That, I mean, she she called the ambulance immediately, especially because no one was helping us. But I need I knew I needed an ambulance. It's not like my shoulder was going to all of a sudden feel better. But then the second time I went... That parade was really lacking ambulances, too, because uh, that would have been great to have a few ambulances in the, uh, the Prop 8 <laughs> overturned like, parade. <laughs> some guy driving it in, like, little booty shorts. Yeah, instead, <laughs> instead of helping your, your cripple ass off the road. <laughs> and then the second time was when I got a kidney snow. Now, that was at a concert, and it was really really, really difficult for the ambulance to get to me. So it was very embarrassing because they had to sit through traffic. I mean, it took them like 45 minutes to get to me. And then I kept thinking, well, is this, I didn't know, obviously there was a kidney stone at the time. So I'm going, is this just going to go away? This is just a a bad pain. You called an ambulance for a kidney stone? Kevin, it's the most painful thing. Have you ever experienced a pain? I mean, what's the worst pain you've ever been in? Because this This was conversation. I'll call the ambulance for you, but not for myself. <laughs> you said, you said when we started this chat, how how women have a higher threshold for pain. Yes, but I this was the most. This is supposed to be kidney stones are supposed to be pretty much equal with childbirth, right. on pain pain level. You're so yes, I have a higher threshold for pain. You're saying that's the lesbian childbirth is kidney stone. Yeah, okay. I was birthing a stone. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> What'd you name it? Did you go with the popular name or? A Kieran. I did oh. it. Something unisex. Unisex. Great. We don't know. Uh, boy uh, my, go stone? back to my Irish roots. Um, <laughs> but even when the ambulance was on its way, I felt, stone I, felt, Irish. <laughs> I felt bad because I was like, what if this pain goes away? I thought, yeah. you know, maybe we should not call them back. Anyway, they took so long to get to us that eventually Katie just got the car and drove me to the hospital. So mm. I canceled the ambulance. So that's probably even more embarrassing that halfway through, we canceled it. But but what is, I don't think it's like Postmates, by the way. You could, you could be like, uh, no, nah, we're good. You get a $100 charge. <laughs> I'm just curious as to what you think the stat is supposed to imply. This is the beginning of the discussion. Women are less likely to call an ambulance for themselves, but more likely to call an ambulance for it said their partner or for a man? 
For a man. For a man. It didn't, yeah, there's nothing about women calling ambulances for other women. It's just about women calling ambulances for the men in their lives and not for their own selves, even if it's the same symptoms. Well, I know we're not supposed to stereotype, but it's so much fun. So let's just assume that guys are bigger wimps than women, which I think is true. I think women handle pain, at least in my relationship now and in a lot of the ones I've been in, they handle pain better. They have a higher threshold well, for physical and pain. And if you're going to also, if we're going to go with gender gender roles here, a lot of women naturally take on caretaker roles, right? So they, yes, if they have a man that, or right. anybody in their life that is having an ailment, their natural instinct is to take care of them. So it's, I'm going to call a doctor for you. I'm going to go look this up. I'm going to get some medicine. I'm going to call the ambulance. That's like, if we're generalizing, that would be another possible right. route. But the real reason, I think, is that the most dangerous thing in all of this is that a woman could drive herself to the hospital, <laughs> right? Can we agree on that, too? No? Yeah. So, be back in a moment. This is Drop the Subject. It is the all-new Channel Q. This is Channel Q. <laughs> get those birds out of here. we got to get ourselves some pest control in the studio. It's out of control. <laughs> Happiest damn birds I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, it's Channel Q, all new, a show that now has a name. Thanks for helping us with that. It is Drop the Subject. That is Allie right there, Kevin right here, and uh, festive dance music behind us. But it will fade away. We've got uh, the game A to get to. We try to do it each and every week so that we can learn that we are not that different than we may appear. I identify as a heterosexual, a boring breeder. Allie identifies as a member of the LGBT. Q plus community has for some time and um, yes but you could argue that being a lesbian is pretty boring these days now too well I don't think it's ever boring based on my browsing history it's always <laughs> exciting it's always something new um, but uh, yeah I think that um, there are a lot of terms that are being thrown around these days people choose to identify as a variety of things and some people don't want to be don't want any label they don't want to be they don't want to fit into any one box so then they come up I with do. new terms I love that I know, I know. <laughs> so cozy I know uh, let's uh, get to the game because it gives us an opportunity to ask each other questions learn about each other's lives and it's a lot of pressure because as you know in the game I answer on behalf of all heteros and Allie has to answer on behalf of everyone in her community uh, not easy but once again it's the job that we signed up for here at the all-new Channel Q, a show called No Things Considered, and excuse me, a show no longer called that, a show now called Drop the Subject, uh, at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. Here we go. All right. Can I go first? Uh, ladies first, right? <laughs> then please. So I guess neither of us get to go first. I know, we'll okay. just sit here and stare <laughs> at each other. We're going to sit here while this music plays. Someone go find a lady. Uh, okay. Yeah, get a lady to read Ali's question, please. <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Oh, a gay straight hypothetical. Yep. Go ahead. So, the world has ended. You were in an apocalypse situation. Is this one of those this things This catchy downbeat still would, plays lightly in the background. <laughs> would, I, would I have gay sex if it meant I had to re, that's what I had to do to repopulate the planet? Because that doesn't even make sense. That's a stupid hypothetical. Why are you negating my question? I haven't even finished asking it. Because I have a feeling that's where you're going because I feel like a lot of your questions right, as of late just, just try to get me into situations where I end up having gay sex. There are two sex. men left in all of creation. Well, you then. and a big, hairy, muscly man named Jared. If procreation worked a little differently... But it and doesn't. You had, but it okay, doesn't. If, it's it's just if, a ridiculous it did, question. It's or ridiculous. would you rather just eat toenails for the rest of your life? <laughs> What's your real question? <laughs> That's me- it. Would you, to repopulate the planet, would you have consistent relations with this man? And if so, would you top or bottom? Well, let me ask you two, two fair follow-up questions to this ridiculous scenario. <laughs> First follow-up is, why would I have to procreate regularly? <laughs> if, is there still a nine-month gestation period? Uh, well, since we're making up the rules, let's say it's six months. I mean, if you're gonna make up the rules, why don't you say you gotta have gay sex every hour on the hour to make one baby? I mean, it's like so ridiculous. Okay, I'm just... a, I, I like it when the gay ma is uh, a little less gay and a little less, more ma. Okay. <laughs> okay. Also, I like it when they're real scenarios. Okay, not, not... I don't care what you like. This is this week. This is my question. Because... I can ask regular life questions all day long. Now, I want to ask you a hypothetical one. I'm You're gonna... stranded on a desert island with Jared. Drop the subject! <laughs> Thank you. I agree. Drop the subject. Uh, 
before I answer, let me ask you the same question because it would have been a much better question coming from me to you. You're a woman that prefers the company of women. If the the pressure was on you to have heterosexual sex, as it actually is to repopulate the planet, would you take on that responsibility or would you say, sorry, I'm, I'm only into women, not going to do it? Well, of course I that, would do it to repopulate the planet. Why? Well, maybe you don't want to repopulate the planet. Maybe you're like, wow, it's great. I don't hear any screaming babies. Uh, I got well, I would just make a couple and then be like, all right, you know, you guys take it from here, which would mean that my kids would have to get all weird and incestual and then there would just be a bunch of weird goons walking around earth didn't you find out when you did your 23 and me that you're <laughs> the product of incest anyway no no my my grand my great grandmother married her husband and then married his brother <laughs> Right. So then the the my grandfather's brother great, and sister gra- was we, also their cousins. Right, but we think that your great-grandmother murdered her husband so that she could That be is with. still up for grabs. I don't know if that's <laughs> true or not. That was not on 23andMe. Well, it should be. That the Netflix should solve this immediately. <laughs> but, but that that you're you're not even you didn't even answer my question. Yes, of course I would have sex with some dude in order to repopulate the planet. I'd pop one or two out just to get things going and then I would go back to women but wherever they were. Also not saying much because you You've been with men before, and you even, yeah, and you you've even... never been with a guy, which is why it's a more interesting question. So, would you do it, and would you top or bottom? Well, I would lose my title as the token hetero on this show, which is very important to me. I would no longer be. This uh, show would not be. No one would be listening. Everyone would be dead. Okay, well, it's not that much different than the current situation, <laughs> but okay. Uh, I'm going to say that I would. Well, the answer is I would. Uh, I would. Uh, uh, I think. I think top is. I think top is <laughs> top would be probably your comfort zone. I don't if there think there is you, a comfort zone. I think here. both of these are my very uncomfort zone, <laughs> but I think top at least I could use imagination a little bit more. <laughs> Bottom would be difficult. I'd have to keep accidentally falling on something All over right. and over again. You're lucky I didn't change the rules again. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the only way for you to get pregnant yeah, is the bottom. These, these hypotheticals are so so stupid. I had you a, can always take the toenails. I had a, I'm going to eat toenails for life, okay? I think that's what I've decided. Thank you. Uh, all right, Allie. Uh, here's your question now in the gay MA. I actually took this seriously. I didn't waste my opportunity to ask you a, a question. I've always wondered this. Since you uh, uh, have a wife now, you hear a noise in the middle of the night, ah, a, ru- yes. a rumbling, oh, or, or like a, a broken glass or something, where normally in a heteronormative relationship, I think, and I don't want to oh, assume okay. yeah, I know what the, who gets up and gets it, the thing. It, it's yeah, all, almost always the guy has to get up. And anytime there's a noise in the middle of the night, my wife's never like, I'm going to look into this. It's always, go. I'm going to look she, into She's this. like hiding under the bed, and she's like, you go out there. Yeah. Well, I would be that person. But how do you figure that out when you're with another woman? How do you figure out? Who's... It's just whoever's laziest is it's the other person. Oh, because I actually think your wife would be a better fighter than you. Like yes, it... you know she would. Yes, she would she... be a better fighter, and she would probably. I mean, she's the one who wants to know the answer to the question. So I would argue she's the one who should go check it out because I don't care. Right. I don't care if there's a broken glass or if there's some kind of a rumble or if the cat fell or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If she, if it's bothering her, she should get out and go look for it. But I, even, I have to get out of bed for the most ridiculous reasons. The closet door isn't closed all the way. It bothers yeah, yeah. her, not me. But I'm the one who has to get up and close it. So you're just saying because she's lazier, she gets to stay in bed. I, I would just think whoever would have the best fighting chance against whatever you believe the intruder to be is well, the tell person. her that. Well, if she because she should, yeah. If she was like a black belt in karate, would you still be the person that would have to get out and check out noises in the middle of the night? Yeah, because she has a better whiny voice. Go check it. Oh, okay. Well, then that explains it. What is that? All right, this is. She been, woke me up for thunder last night. This has been your patent pending gay MA. Well, how'd you fight thunder? How'd you? <laughs> I I, ki- I killed the storm. Oh. I, I beat it. We'll be back in a moment. It's me and Zeus. This is the all new Channel Q. Great mythological reference. <laughs> we return after this with your possible headlines for the next edition of News It or Lose It, which is coming up next. This is Channel Q. Same show, new name, new station. It's the all-new Channel Q and a show that is now known as Drop the Subject. Allie right there, Kevin right here. In a moment, going to get smart, learn some things together. Stuff actually happening in the world as we speak. It's time for a 
News It or Lose It, the headline and the elimination part of News It or Lose It. If you're a fan of shows like The Bachelor or Big Brother or Survivor, you like when people eliminate things and blow out tiki torches, I think you're going to like this. <laughs> this is where we uh, talk. I have all these tiki torches, Kevin. They're all set up. To be fair, the tiki torches were here. That's, I think they actually developed the gay radio station around the tiki. They had so many tiki torches. So what can we possibly do it's with like all these? people creating civilizations near rivers. Right, we had to do it. <laughs> we just create gay radio stations near tiki uh, torches. Let's get to uh, News It or Lose It, the headline elimination portion. Here we go. Drop the subject! Presents Lose It or Lose It. All right. Headline number one. Psychedelic microdosing in rats shows the effects could be beneficial. Uh, you know, I've been interested in this microdosing for a while, and I know that we were living in the Bay Area. There were all these tech companies that were supposedly microdosing with their uh, employees. Like yeah, like, they were oh. going on like LSD retreats. Yeah, they'd be like, sorry, the conference room is booked from noon until two. Guys will be tripping, <laughs> people, ball, tripping balls in there. People to feel pillows. Uh, <laughs> so I'm interested. Let's news that. For, yeah. I think microdosing potentially could be the future. So let's, Especially uh, if it has health benefits. Let's All hope right. with a rat, they, they're only microdosing, because if a rat was macrodosing, that rat would be effed up. <laughs> Dead. Big time. Uh, all right. Headline number two. Dear Abby, my pet turtle's threat to the baby is more than just a bite. Mm, let's go ahead and uh, lose that immediately. If we're going to talk about rats, I think we're covered in the animal department. All right. Giving up something for Lent. Here's what the Pope says you should give up. It's probably going to be gay sex. Right? <laughs> so I'm going to say... Uh, I'm not interested. Uh, Come on. Lent, it's Ash Wednesday. We got to cover it. All right. News it. Fine. Okay. I've been peer pressured into it. Okay. Finally, it's your last animal story of the day. The cat that lived in the Alaska General right, Store for it. six years right. gets evicted. Thank you. Goodbye. You know, rent is affecting we'll all of us. We'll be back with the two stories that we decided to news after this on the all new channel Q. Drop the subject. This is Channel Q. Time to noodle on a guitar. Huh? <laughs> very long noodling. <laughs> that show just kept going up the octave. Very long noodling actually debuts today, <laughs> 5 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the all new channel. That's not true. Uh, that's Allie. My name is uh, Kevin. We do a show. It is called Drop the Subject. A lot of people ask us, what do we do during the music and the commercials around here? Well, the answer is we make love to each other. <laughs> Oh, no. Slowly and passionately. Makes the I time, call an ambulance for Kevin. Makes the time fly by. No, the answer really to that question is um, we stare at each other. We talk crap about people. And we uh, and we badmouth uh, <laughs> each other to each other. No, we get ready to learn things, and that is exactly what is going to happen as we kick off the News It portion of News It or Lose It, stories that we hand-selected right before your very ears just a few moments ago here on the all-new Channel Q. Thank you. Welcome, new listeners. Don't feel bad if you're just discovering us for the very first time. Uh, you are still in on the ground floor, which means you own stock. Congratulations. <laughs> that is yours. We own no stock, by the way, but I'm sure that you will uh, make a fortune with yours. Speak it's- for yourself. I own stock. It's just plummeting. Yeah, but you don't own stock in Channel Q. No. No, I don't. Oh, I'm pre- it, oh apparently it's a word that rhymes with stock. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's always going up. <laughs> Drop the subject! Presents News It or Lose It. So seamless. Okay, many people have been discussing microdosing lately, like we said. Taking small amounts of LSD it can actually improve your creativity and boost your performance at work. That's what everyone says. But is it bad for you? Well, there's only one way to find out. Give LSD to a bunch of rats and see if it's good for them. And then if it's good for them... Let's keep taking lots of LSD. Well, I only buy LSD if it was not tested on animals. Yeah, well, I'm the same with my drugs like I am with my shampoos. I like <laughs> to know that they were not animal And tested. your lipsticks. That's right. <laughs> All right. They did so. They gave them little tiny amounts of LSD, which I guess, you know, hey, that's a pretty lucky rat. If you're still being tested, if they still do animal testing, that's a pretty good good lot to get. Just get, get some LSD. At least no one's, you know... Testing out a new razor on you or new, you know, erection pills or something. Oh, you're saying if you're a rat. Yeah, if you're a rat, this is pretty good. What is the best gig to get? I mean, obviously, being pizza rat, you become an internet sensation, right? Yeah. And uh, as a result, you're more famous than even we, which is uh, annoying that people always would rather book pizza rat for a party than Allie and I. But <laughs> I think that t- testing acid or t- testing LSD 
microdosing is good, but maybe not if you're the first batch of rats because <laughs> they've got to figure out the dosage. Right. So if you're a rat- It's got to be really micro for a rat. Yeah. I don't think you want to necessarily be the first rat who's tripping rat balls in a, in a maze. <laughs> like you want to wait till they figured out what the right microdose is. Find the cheese, buddy. Ah, it. ah, it's eating my brain. Spiders. Okay. So what they did find out is that there are some incredible health benefits to microdosing. It reduced symptoms of anxiety and depression in little rats. It decreased their fear factor. And it also increased their mobility. <laughs> Because they didn't want to sit in one place while they were tripping balls. Right, because they're being chased by monsters. Move quickly. Uh, They also found there was no change in their cognitive function or sociability, so microdosing didn't make the rats all brain dead and isolated. The only negative that they saw was that it made male rats fatter. Hmm. So, could LSD go the way of the weed? Maybe be sold in dispensaries someday if there's not really a... You know, no one has technically overdosed from LSD. There are people who have done weird stuff and like, oh no, I fell off of a building or fell out of a tree or something like that because they were tripping, but there was is nobody who has ever overdosed and died on it. And if there are if if there are microdosing benefits to it, I could see people getting behind something like this and trying to legalize it. Well listen, the argument can be made that anything, even drugs that are legal right now, in the proper dose are beneficial, good for you, etc. The issue is that we tend to abuse or over-abuse, and then they become bad. I mean, I was reading some story last week about kids were drinking vanilla extract or something and getting hammered, like they were going to the store. Oh, well, yeah, that's super high in alcohol They were going to the grocery store during lunch, and they were like, you know, vanilla extract's got alcohol, but it's available. Anyone can buy it. They don't, they just assume you're making a cupcake or something, and kids were chugging it and getting hammered, right? And um, as a result, that's another thing where if used properly, because if you're cooking with vanilla extract, you're using like two drops, like at at the most. But with a lot of things, you micro you buy some acid to microdose LSD. It says you know take one of these, you know, and then someone's take like take well, one I, with water. If I took fifty of these, imagine how much fun that would be. And the answer is yeah. But they're talking about making mushrooms legal in the same way that oh, they made weed yeah. legal they in, in uh, Colorado to start. And then if it doesn't kill the hippies in Colorado, then they'll bring <laughs> it to the rest of the world. And they're around a bunch of high rocks. So if it doesn't kill them, right. then then we're fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that uh, you're right. People are going to find ways to get high on anything. And uh, same with computer duster. There are a lot of kids that just want really clean computers out there. Well, there are some kids. Look, it's, I'll tell you, it is super. When I go in to buy a product that I actually want to buy for the reason it's intended to be used like Sudafed or something and they and I can't get it because they think I'm going to make meth with it or I can't buy computer duster because I don't have my ID with me and I'm like but I actually have a laptop that's got lint in it and I need to figure this out right. and they're like listen pothead <laughs> listen to you sick man get out of here junkie and I'm like wait what go and have then, some poop and then so uh, it is difficult for a person that is because I do think they there is some judging that goes into it like a little old lady when I used to go to the um, the cooking store and buy uh, whippets the cooking store. Uh, sur le taupe. Sur le so, sur le table. Sur le table. Mm-hmm. And I would buy the uh, chargers to make, uh, you know, uh, obviously to, at the time it was to suck nitrous, which is really bad for you. And I'm sure it cost me millions of brain cells. See, and... I always got mine at like smoke shops. See, I don't know why. I didn't know you could get them at sur le table. Th- th- that's what they were intended for. And I would always have to go in there and pretend I would put like flour on my face. Like I was in the middle of making a cake and needed to run out and buy whipped cream at the last minute. <laughs> like holding an oven mitt. And they would look at me that like- That is from the other aisle. <laughs> <laughs> but they would just look at me like I had a Coke problem because I'd go in there with like powder all over my face. Be like, all right, listen, Coke, get out of here. Not- <laughs> I but need they- nitrous. But if an old woman was buying them, because that's the thing, in the same way that, uh, you know, I used to try to get, you know, everyone used to try to get like homeless guys to buy them beer when they were in high school, which we don't condone here on the stage. I would try to convince like old ladies in the baking store to buy me whippets, just proving that you can turn anything that is, and that had a, that had a real legitimate cooking purpose. It was meant for old uh, chefs to make whipped cream, right? So oh, got it. Yeah, I forgot. Reason, that's the actual. You forget reason for the re- the right. regular reason for these things to exist. I'm so, like, why would anyone want cans of nitrous? I just like wonder a, a, if twelve pack the positive the 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 uh, positives of microdosing, and I do think they're there. I absolutely think in the right amount. Of dose because I, apparently they've been also they're good for PTSD and a bunch of other things. Yeah. Are, so then, are wh- we responsible enough as a civilization? To- well, probably not. But still, I mean, it, 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 if they did make this legal, it would also the same thing would exist with the nitrous. There would be people that were using it for good and people that were using it for bad, and it's just, I mean, 
when LSD comes out, we'll probably have to ask like really successful looking businessmen to buy it for us. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can you go buy some? Uh, right you there. look like a CEO. Will right. you please buy me some LSD? Yeah, like I can't go there wearing a tie dye t shirt, listening <laughs> yes. to Grateful Dead, and be like, I just want to buy some my- micro dosing. But <laughs> on the flip have, side, like a suit that says app owner. Think on about it. think about this though, Allie. Like with pizza, right? I think we're only supposed to supposed to have like two pieces or like a piece and a half. Like that's what a a that's what technically a dose of pizza is, right? But like I can't stop myself from eating as much pizza as you I can't microdose eat. on pizza. Can't microdose pizza, and as a result, I probably eat a amount that is considered unhealthy for me. But should they ban pizza? Well, no, they're not banning alcohol either, and people abuse alcohol all the time. And yes, people abuse food all the time. This entire country abuses food on a regular basis. That's why we're the most obese country in the whole world. So you can't just not legalize something because some people don't use it properly. It's not fair. Speaking of drugs and food and computer duster, what does the Pope say we should get rid of for Lent? Yes, today is Ash Wednesday, signifying the beginning of Lent. For the next 40 days, Catholics will be giving up things, sugar, cheese, alcohol. A lot of times it's food or beverages, but the Pope has a suggestion for everyone this year. He wants you to go beyond your dinner plate and give up the negative pastime of gossiping. He says, ask yourself, am I a hypocrite who smiles and then turns around to criticize and destroy with my tongue? Then looking at others' defects, first look, uh, when looking at others' defects, please just look at your own. He also said to give up heavy baggage, which is going to be hard. I guess that's actually easy because United Basic Economy tickets, they take care of that. He's telling you to get rid of your wife. It's baggage. Get rid of all baggage. baggage. I just think that people like giving up. I mean, people are already giving so many things up. If they're doing things like keto or paleo or intermittent fasting or whatever, everyone's already giving up sugar and carbs and things like that. So the fact that I think Lent... Like, I think it's trendy for people to give things up, but you're already giving up so much throughout the year. Why do you have to give up something else for an extra 40 days? Plus, I think that gossiping isn't even relevant anymore. The Internet has ruined gossiping. We see things on the Internet before we have a chance to even tell them about each other. Or tell them to each other, you yeah, know? Like, like, you can't gossip. You're like, did you see blah, 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 had a bit? Yes, I saw that. Right. Or you say, like, I hear their marriage is on the rocks. And they're like, well, she just changed her status to single. So, right. yeah, I, th- I think that's right. Right. Yeah. So, if you're going to give something up, give up trolling. Don't give up gossiping. Gossiping barely is even relevant anymore. If you want to gossip about something, I'm sure the Pope would approve you telling a few people that you heard that the uh, show that you like on Channel Q has officially changed their name to drop the subject. That gossip is true, and you can spread it right now. We'll be back after this. Have you heard the exciting news? Our show now has a name. It is called Drop the Subject, and uh, it was listener voted upon. Put a poll up there after hearing from you, getting a lot of suggestions. Some of them were mean, insulting. Others were great. I actually liked a few that came through as well, but the masses have spoken, and the uh, masses have decided that Drop the Subject is the official name of this show moving forward on the all-new Channel Q. Allie right there. Uh, Gay lady. Kevin right here. Straight man. Talking about some things going on in our lives and in the world, and uh, coming up a little bit later, this hour, I'm going to get into, um, it's not really a, just the Tip Tuesday, because as you know, it's, it's Wednesday today, but... No, we cannot possibly give anyone tips. That would be ridiculous. Someone is giving some tips online right now that I think are pretty, uh, I don't know, worth at least discussing as it pertains to relationships. And is and this person qualified to give such tips? I don't think anyone is anymore. I they think, yeah. I mean, you have even, a keyboard. Even uh, just random internet stranger, I think, is uh, possibly, uh, you know, as able to give suggestions and tips and input as is, you know, a uh, person that has a couple of doctorates. Oh, what is the internet giving everyone a voice now? Yeah, that's right. The internet is stealing what was the idea for this station. The internet <laughs> giving internet. everyone a voice. But that is also what we say here at the all-new Channel Q and Welcome New Cities. Listening to us on a radio, radio.com as well. It's great to have you. You can download the shows. And if you search for our show, I guess moving forward, you'll have to search for Drop the Subject. Download, subscribe, and uh, let us know what you think. Leave a comment, good, bad, or otherwise. We appreciate it greatly. You oh. can find out on the socials at your Allie Johnson, me at the Kevin Klein, and the show at DTS Show. Choose your letters carefully. The person who suggested the name Drop the Subject is asking for credit or money or a prize. Deal with the legal department. So. That is that is now between you and the legal department <laughs> okay. here. 
said, at DTS show, so wh- when can I pick up my prize? Oh, wait, there were no prizes for the winning show suggestion. Oh, well, the voices of Kevin and Allie are rewarding enough for oh, my ear holes. thank you. That means so much to us. Even thank if, you, Christopher. Even if you're saying it in sarcasm, uh, drop the subject, uh, obviously a throwback, bit of a callback to a different version of a show Allie and I did uh, many moons ago in Northern California, but uh, I think it is a When fitting... the rent was low and the... Oh, no, no the it rent still was wasn't. not low. The rent was still incredibly expensive. But uh, it, the good news is that uh, Drop the Subject has so many meetings, and I think it applies beautifully to what it is that we are doing here at the all-new Channel Q. So thanks for listening. Spread the word. If you know some people that used to listen to us, let them know we're back together again and talking. They can check us out live each and every day around this time, or mm-hmm. uh, check out the uh, podcast and listen at your leisure. Yeah, if, if you have like a job or something. What's the deal with listen. your uh, neighbor, Allie? You're, you're oh. having sex with your neighbor? No, so? I'm not having sex. Actually, she is very attractive, but I'm not having sex with my neighbor. Is we, she gay or straight? No, she's straight. She's a straight woman Boring. over the age of 50. She's a very, very nice lady. I've never really had friends in the building. You know, we yeah, always finished, lived in. You could have finished that sentence. I've never really early. had friends yeah, that's that I, stuck around. That's where I put the period. Yeah. I've yeah. never had friends. Yes, Allie, I know. We know I that. put my period. Okay. Um, we have this neighbor who lives right across from us, and she was super nice right when she moved in. We had just moved there as well, and we were kind of new tenants to this complex, and we got along, and we decided, let's be friends, because we've never really had apartment friends, and it's a really lovely, like, I, I have other people that I know that are like, oh yeah, we're friends with the people down the down the hallway, they're going to come over, and we can take turns cooking dinner, and it's this whole wonderful thing that I've never experienced, so when we started becoming friends with this lady, I was thinking, this is awesome, we actually have an apartment complex friend, this is great, you know, you have someone to watch the cat when you go out of town, which is really why we do it, but still. But now, she is coming over unannounced on a regular basis on the weekdays. And I don't really know where the line is anymore. Can we, like, we have each other's keys. We, I basically have a Kramer. And I don't really know what to do about it. Kramer was cool. I have an over 50 female Kramer. Kramer was cool up until the, uh, you know, after Seinfeld stuff when he got all racial on stage. (laughs) But I think that the best case scenario with a neighbor in general, right, is someone that you can trust so that they can do those annoying things that you need neighbors to do once in a while. That you have a friendly enough, like... To me, the best relationship is someone you can say hi, you can like each other by just giving each other a hello, a nod, you can do favors for each other as long as it's even and you're both doing kind of the same level of favors, like, you know, bringing in mail when you're out of town or bringing in the... But... She'll take out our... So, she's taking out trash and she sees that we put our trash out. She will sometimes grab our trash and take it out as well. She's now jumping. She's looking for a friendship. And and, and anytime the relationship jumps, be it from coworker to friend or from friends to boyfriend, girlfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Once you jump to now we're friends and we have the ability to just come and go like it's almost like you've just she's looking at it like she's just doubled her square footage because now she can walk into her place right. or she can walk into your place whenever you can never go the only way to go backwards is to completely end shut her out you gotta shut her out you gotta just shut see but which I is, feel which bad is, shutting her out because I still need her to watch the cats I know it's, it's and impo- I want to like on a Saturday night yeah move. we can all you drink together and hang <sighs> the only way to do it now is move because it's the same reason people say never date a coworker because when things go south if they go south you're still you, you, you're in the same Geographic proximity to that person on a daily basis, you, you can't, can't avoid. You can't avoid. So, so yeah. The, what the problem is, I I have yes, I I do have friends, contrary to what you might believe. But the thing I love about my friends is that they don't live with me. I can set up arrangements for all of us to hang out. Right. Having a friend right across the hall. There's so much pressure to, as soon as you have a free moment, you need to be hanging out with that friend. It's not necessarily what I want to be doing. Sometimes I just want to be alone. Sometimes you're racing to get home just to go number two. (laughs) And the last thing you need is someone that could, if you run into them, you can't have that... Hmm. There's no like, hey, good to see you, bye. It's like all of a sudden conversation. Oh, what are you doing? What do you want? You want to order food tonight? Oh, God, no. I'm going to follow you right in. I just got to go number two. Right. That is the most frustrating part about anything. <laughs> is the possible number two? Well, it's obstruction? Prob- probable. I would say probable. <laughs> but, but so I need to move as your solution. I just I know what I know the situation you're in because I've been in that situation before, and I actually am still very. I've, I'm actually very close now friends with people that I met 
originally as neighbors. But I'll tell you. But were you friends when you were neighbors? Friendly. Friendly. We were friendly to the point where we would talk and occasionally we would do social things. But luckily, we never stayed living near each other long enough where things could have gone south. So, like, let's say we lived next to each other for a year, but weren't really friendly until maybe six or seven months in, and then eventually one of us would move. And so, the relationship can stay strong because, like you said, distance, you know, makes the heart grow fonder. Right, exactly. So, now you've got a... And I know other people that are super close with their neighbors and then eventually when someone moves you gotta sell the house someone gets a new job move out maybe get thrown off the radio who knows <laughs> you need uh, to downsize a it, little bit you get some guilt from the neighbor who was once your friend because they feel like they're being abandoned yes and, and they exactly. also don't like the concept that now someone else the unknown you know they always say evil known is better than evil feared that was oh. gonna be the name of our show and with <laughs> with neighbors if you're friends with them, the last thing you want is new people moving in who could be horrible. Could be having, totally worse. Having bad neighbors changes everything. Right, exactly. Well, our lease is up. We have a notification that we need to renew or get the F out within the next two weeks. Is that what it says on the re- renew yes. or get the F out? Yeah, that it says very, renew or get the F out. That is harsh. Yeah, so I, it's in, it's highlighted on the, on the sheet, you so gotta, I need to make a choice here. You, you, I'm telling you right now. But I feel obligated. You got to move. You got to move, and be, or you got to say to this neighbor, "We're thinking of moving." I'll and just then, say we died, and that's <laughs> go with that. Channel Q. Drop the subject. Yeah, it's rolling right off the tongue now. That actually should have been the name of our show. Roll, rolling off the tongue rolling now? Rolling off the tongue. That's, uh, that's Allie's pickup line with her wife. Anyway, uh, it's good to be with you. That's Allie. I'm Kevin. And we hang out each and every day to talk about some things going on uh, almost out of time today. But I love that you think I need to still have pickup lines for my wife. I assume that uh, you're very clever. Rolling off the tongue? Cle- clever and punny and always horny. So I assume that you just go home and try them out every day and see how they, see how they work out. Um. You know, I tried to talk you out of getting married. Yes, you did. And I didn't do that because I'm anti-gay marriage. I'm actually very pro-gay marriage. You're anti-marriage. I'm anti... I'm I'm just anti... I felt like I got a lot of peer pressure into getting married myself, and it was all from other married people, and part of me feels like, you know, if enough of your friends buy a Groupon and they don't necessarily want to use it, they'll just try to convince you to buy it as well so that you're all kind of going to the same dumb pottery class together. Because they are second guessing themselves in their own head as to why they bought the Groupon or in this case got married. So they want you to be in the same boat as them. Yeah. It's just one of those things where there's a better chance you're going to be doing stuff with people that are living similar lives. Same thing happened to me when my friends started having kids. Now, you should have kids because uh, then you're in the same sleepless hell that we're in, right? So it kind of became one of those situations. But Do you only hang out with people that have kids now? No. I, in fact, I try very much to hang out with people different than myself. I read in this book that I should actually... I know, I know it's shocking that I read a book. What? That um, <laughs> says you really should force yourself to sur- to when you can surround yourself with people that either are very different than you because inevitably you end up subconsciously gravitating towards other people that are like-minded that are in similar situations well then i'm i am your opposite well in some way, about it. in some ways you're my opposite but in other ways i mean we wear kind of the same clothes and we both <laughs> like women and so we have kind of a similar haircut so <laughs> No, we don't. Feel like we're, we're, but I like your hat. Thank and you. I want it. We're very similar. So, uh, you know, but I mean, it, it talked about how you don't realize it, but if you start looking around at the people you hang out with, you could say like, wow, I'm hanging out with all people that are similar to me. And it makes sense, right? Because you, you maybe feel you more go, comfortable. Right, right? Or you go to the same like store or the same social things. And as a result, you see them. So you force yourself to find people that are not like you and maybe you can find common ground, but if not, you can at least appreciate other opinions, which is, I think, part of the reason this station even got launched. But this is um, something that is trending now, and I thought it was worth us talking about. A guy wrote, um, this is a, a straight man who wrote this Ugh. about his God. wife, but I think that we can decide whether or not these are good tips or not good tips. He claims these are the six things you need if you want to have a successful marriage. And once Money. again- We've discussed, we don't even know what successful means, right? Does success mean that you've been married for a long time? Or does it mean you got out while the getting was good? Yeah, Maybe because there are, people, right, there are people that have been married for 40, 50 years and they probably hate each other. Right. And is that success? Is that a successful know. marriage just because you were too lazy to file for a divorce? 
So this guy wrote, these are the six tips that he believes means they have a successful marriage. And uh, meanwhile, who knows if they stay together or not. Like, I'd like to know in five years, six years, are they still married or have they gotten Why didn't divorced? you write about me in that article? Right. You never know, right? <laughs> it's like, can you really trust a waiter who's, uh, you know, uh, vegan if they're giving you advice on the meatloaf? Probably not, right? Nope. Here we go. Number one, no one should ever hear anything bad about your spouse from you. Now, Alan, you and I know, we spend a lot of time talking, and if my wife's doing something to annoy me or your wife's doing something to annoy you, sometimes we'll talk about it on the show, sometimes we'll just tell each other off off the air. Um, I'm not going to say that's necessarily us bad-mouthing. It's more of us venting. It's therapeutic, and sometimes we can relate. Like, both of our wives, whenever they have, like, a small... Uh, Katie has a tumor right now in her left side a co- right, because a, co- she, a cramp has been there for two days. A cramp has been there for two days, so she goes online and she yeah. goes to WebMD and now she's convinced it's the worst. My wife's very similar in that way, right? She stubs her toe and she goes, well, I looked online and it says if I've got a sore toe, it could be the beginning of leprosy and my foot's <laughs> probably going to fall off. And I'm like, well, you just stubbed your toe, so your foot's probably not going to fall off, but she's convinced she's got it. And then after uh, you know a lot of talking and emotional back and forth and even a few doctor's appointments, she's like, you know, I think I just stubbed my toe. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> But so we will end up talking about, but apparently according to this guy, first rule, no one should ever hear anything bad about your spouse from you. It's one thing to joke with your friends, et cetera. Something trivial is okay, but you should always know to never talk down about them, only positive. Well, that I would argue what we're talking about is not necessarily positive or negative. It's just something that it's a quality that both of our wives have. So it's not really like we're talking down or talking bad about them. We're just expressing frustration with a quality they possess. Right, it's a quality. But then again, maybe that's why we're with, you know, you always wonder who you, why you end up with the person you're with. And if you were a hypochondriac and they were a hypochondriac, and then you would both just constantly be freaking each other out about things and going deeper and deeper into the internet rabbit hole of trying to self-evaluate and self-medicate. Whereas maybe there's a reason why I just go, ah, it's probably nothing. And you're like, you're kind of like the, ah, it's probably nothing camp as well. Right. And both of our wives, because imagine if our wives were married. Oh, and they'd be complaint. Oh, right. Yeah. They would not be able to survive. Their insurance but bill. But I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if they complain about us to their f- friends. Probably. Oh, they're just so okay all the time. Right. (laughs) They just don't think everything's cancer. (laughs) All right, number two, over-communicate. These are tips, according to a guy who says, if you follow these six things, you'll have a a healthy relationship. doesn't matter. It's guys, girls, gay, whatever. says, you cannot read each other's minds. Never assume the other person knows what you meant. Never assume the other person can pick up on subtleties. Never assume the other person knows you're joking. Give each other the benefit of the doubt when miscommunications happen. Double check, triple check, quadruple check if necessary. That sounds incredibly annoying, but I do agree that more often than not, a a disagreement or a fight oftentimes does stem from a misunderstanding where I'm like, I thought you knew when I said I was going to be home later that that meant three in the morning. Right, exactly. And And she's like, I thought you meant 8.30 p.m. at the latest. (laughs) Right. I'm like, oh, there's a bit of a miscommunication to the tune of about six hours there. Yeah, and that's a nice thing to to use in a fight. Just say that there was some miscommunication. Just blame it on miscommunication. It's not anybody's fault. But this is why I think lesbian relationships last very long is because women, I mean, if we're being very stereotypical and and, and, uh, generalizing here. People love that. People love people stereotypes. love putting people in a box. All yes, right, yes. All women love talking. <laughs> oh boy, that is true. But communicating is that something was that going to be the name of the show. All women love talking. <laughs> I felt a little left out, but I said I was. All fine women with love it. talking, featuring Kevin. Yeah, thank you. I was uh, fine with that. But I mean, we naturally communicate often, and we. I think that it limits the I think if we didn't communicate as much as we did we'd probably get a lot more fights but when we do get in fights it's because usually of communication or you know money and drinking right. but still when we, when things get muddy is I feel like text messaging screws things up because you can't convey an intention as well through text message and people can take text messages wrong and then the communication in that way gets all screwed up and it creates fights that never should have existed. That's why I only send D-pics to my wife. No way to misinterpret that. <laughs> Number three. Uh, he'll be home at 8.30. Great. <laughs> Wait a minute. This D's a little bit to the left. Is that 8.45? <laughs> Try to figure it out. It signifies the clock, and That's not let her know. Uh, <laughs> Why is it always three? I just want you to know. I always had the clock right <laughs> there. There was an L more. I just want you to know. All right, number three. Try new things together. It's very easy to get into the relationship rut, or not not even the rut necessarily, but you know, you get into your patterns, you get into your rhythms. You know, ours is pretty standard. Get home, 
have dinner, sit on the couch, watch TV show, brush teeth, go to bed. The concept of trying a new thing is exciting, adventurous, and it, it kind of reminds you, gets you out of your comfort zone a little bit, and as a result, it allows you to have some fun with each other. So trying new things to get an individual out of their comfort zone is easier as a couple and also allows you to grow stronger together. Even if you try something new and both hate it, it it's a fun thing to talk about or something funny happens. Like when my wife and I went away, I forget where we went, Paris or something, it was years ago, but like we had nothing planned. I was like, let's do a, let's like do a one activity just so we can, because I said, we're not going to remember any part of the trip except for like, you know, we did a cooking class together and it was Aww. annoying because we had to go there, we had to find it and we were late and they ended up deciding that rabbit was what they were going to cook, which we both felt horrible awesome. about. Awesome. Oh. No, we felt like, we had to like walk, we like Rabbit is in. delicious. They're like, you missed the vote. We've decided we're cooking rabbit. And I saw these two <laughs> rabbit carcasses sitting there and I was start crying. <laughs> yeah, but all the other people probably didn't speak French and they were like, we don't know what we voted for. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they knew what they voted for either, but it was all I know. <laughs> it was, was a picture of a carrot. <laughs> we walked into a very sad rabbit massacre, uh, which turned into a delicious stew, by the way. But regardless. Uh, so you did not like doing the activity no, because we, you had to go find it? It's the one thing that I think both of us remember about that trip, right, is that we went to this cooking class and we learned how to make ratatouille and then and also, uh, every time we see bunnies, now we cry. But, but regardless, that was, I'm glad we did that. So I think that's probably good advice. Right? Yeah. There's another thing, and, and it's easier said than done because that involves planning and potentially figuring some stuff out. But the idea of like being in a relationship for a few years and doing, still trying to do new things with each other is... Well, yes, but it's not just about doing that on vacations. It's about doing that in your everyday routine. Like you said, you go home, you whatever, you make dinner, you go to bed, you watch TV. But if you like (sighs) one time I made Katie go to a swing class with me. And she hated Is that every. Where you have sex with other people? <laughs> yeah, it was just us having sex with a bunch of other people. Yeah, I know it's swing. Like means. rabbits. No. Right, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I was like, I want to go to this class, and I want you to come with me. And she was like, I know, I don't want to. I just want to go home and do my thing. And I was like, Why don't we break out of the comfort zone a little bit and join me? And she was miserable the entire time, but nice. still, we remember it. So is it, it does it have to be a positive or it's no. just about you getting out of the house and breaking the, the I think, routine I th- I think that's breaking important. the routine. You go somewhere new. You go to a new plate, a new, gro- even if it's like something as lame as going to like a new grocery store together where you're like, oh, look at this. I've got a different type of salad dressing. <laughs> Lemongrass. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> uh, number four, be each other's champions. Celebrate wins and encourage each other. That should be known. That should be a pretty simple thing to do, but never cut the other person down, especially when they're struggling, which inevitably will happen, right? Career-wise, et cetera. No, that's never happened to me. Uh, no, well, not, not for us, but I mean, other <laughs> other less successful, less talented people, I'm sure it happens all the time. <laughs> not us here on our fifth radio station in two years. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's something that Yes, it's important for your partner to be supportive of the ups and downs. Yeah, you're right. Uh, or the downs and downs and, the downs, and, downs, and downs, as the case may be. <laughs> Number five. Be grateful for each other's contributions, whether it comes to money, time, chores, childcare, anything else. You don't have to keep score. And I did these four things. You did these two things. But always the thank you. Wow, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We don't say it enough. And also, not just saying it, but saying it and actually like feeling it and being because it's it's very easy. I could walk in the house every day and I could find six things that my wife didn't do. Like I'd be like, well, that shouldn't be that. Or I could be like, oh, but she did this or she didn't pour marinara you all over the floor. You put your shoes on. Yeah, yeah, Good job. You're wearing shoes. <laughs> but now you know, you're putting down. No putting down. You're, you're breaking rule number one now, damn it. We're trying to be positive here. <laughs> well, I think it's all about, it is about positive reinforcement because my wife doesn't necessarily do a lot of housework. Okay, I can't say that. She's going to get upset if she's listening to this. But still, maybe there have been dishes in the sink for the past three days that she said she was going to do. Maybe she didn't get to them. And then when she finally does, I have to give a lot of right. great, wow, right. thank you so right. much. Look at this dish you did and this dish that you did. And that- you even unloaded the dishwasher. I'm so thankful. You got to do the positive reinforcement right. like a child because then they, they, they will try and do more of it because they want the positive reinforcement. And, and don't say something like, wow, that bowl must be so clean since it took you four days to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say that, right? Yeah, that's passive aggression. And finally, and that's what I do best, by the way, um, <laughs> trust and respect each other, especially in front of others, including friends, family, children. 
If you do not respect your spouse in front of other people, why should those people respect your spouse? Enough said. So anyway, this is one random guy online, uh, but it's getting a lot of traction right now. Uh, and if you want to read him again, it's uh, one couple, six rules for marital success. I actually, a lot of times I find these lists to be re- really dumb and obvious stuff and almost um, annoying. For this this particular list, I actually find these to be pretty much spot on. Yeah. And I think that we could all probably do a better job in our relationships. You can apply these to friendships, et cetera. But for the most part, um, pretty strong. I, we- I want to I want to see the secret menu, though. I feel like there's more. Oh, yeah. He's just giving it's us like the number six. seven. It's like right. sleep with other people. Number seven <laughs> rhymes with tunnelingus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Be back in a moment. This is the. I just made that word dirtier somehow by rhyming it. Gross. Anyway, I'll be back in a moment. This is the uh, all new Channel Q. Drop the subject, indeed. More after this. Channel Q. Well, hey, we got ourselves a new show name. Wasn't it worth hanging out with us for the last couple of hours? Uh, Kevin, that is Allie. You're listening to Drop the Subject right here on the all new Channel Q. Tomorrow, oh, tomorrow's going to be a good one. The return of Cray Cray Gay Gay. We got that to look forward to. Uh, Allie's got a bit of a predicament going on in her personal life. What else is new? So we'll get there. And we also have to assign new gay straight movies. Uh, Just to give you an idea of what we'll get into tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already following us on our new social platforms, please do so we can keep you abreast of all things going on. Oh, Allie just licked her lips. I got to be careful what I say. We will keep (laughs) you um, informed on all things going on. And that is DTS Show. Stands for Drop the Subject. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Find the station at... We are Channel Q, and of course, uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, same gay time, same gay station, uh, celebrating all things and giving everyone a voice here at the all-new Channel Q. For Allie, this is Kevin, uh, and I don't know if we should say bi Curious anymore when we end the show, because you actually do have a bi Curious co-host on Friday, so I feel like I'm He's not even curious. He's figured it out. Yeah, he's bisexual. So, is that how you end the show on Friday? He says bi. Bisexual. Yes, we have ended it that way before. Oh, damn it. Well, uh, in that case, (laughs) we'll just say to you, it's officially time for us to drop the subject.